This episode of Beer Blues and BS is jam-packed. It is so full we had to extend the run sheet. Kidder's going to be talking about some new music that's coming out that we can look forward to and treat our ears with. We're going to be talking spacecraft crashing into asteroids. We're going to be talking a Kickstarter that's just way too expensive. We're going to be talking a lot of wrestling news. We're going to be talking about the closing of Johnny Carino's. I have a bunch of cool swag from ReaperCon to show off. There is so much. This episode is going to be amazing. So sit back, relax. The fun starts now. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that has cleared all of the concussion protocols and has been cleared to return to the airwaves this week. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Where am I? What's going on? What is this? Is this just a construct of reality? Or am I stuck in the Matrix again? Hmm. Oh, Howard Blues! Holy shit! <laughs> hey, man. Maybe, maybe you're like uh, uh, from the movie Inception. Maybe you're my dreidel. <laughs> Or the spinning top, whatever you want to call it. The thing that saved him, but did it save him? That's the question. I, I now want this on a business card. Howard Blues, anchor of reality. You know, that would that'd be pretty Just awesome my time. reality. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it, but here we are. <laughs> and I think we need something to drink right away. Why? Because this shit's already rolling downhill. Not just downhill. It's down the block. It's down three blocks. It's taking a slight left turn, and it's going out into the Gulf of Mexico. Or this more point. simply put, it's been a week. Damn it. He said it. <laughs> All right. What do, you, what do you have over there? You you drinking something? You got You have something? What's happening here? Yeah, uh, you know, after my kind of absence of drinking for a little bit uh, that we had, I think I only had one last week. Um, yeah, I uh, I've been fighting a headache today, Kidder, and so I'm gonna I'm going a little bit easy on myself. Um, I have here uh, from the Goose Island Beer Co. the uh, three twelve lemonade shandy. So it is a wheat ale with natural lemon flavors. Uh, you know, it's got just kind of a lot of gimmicky stuff on the can here. Um, 4.2% alcohol by volume. And that's pretty much it. You know, brewed and packaged by Goose Island Brew Beer Company in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, Baldwinsville, New York. So, yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, 312 Lemonade Shandy is an unfiltered flavored ale 
A sediment may form sea bottom of can for drink by date. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I know it's kind of past summer and, you know, not the time for a lemonade shandy, but it's uh, what I got. So, smell the lemon. I'm kind of hoping it has a bit of a sour taste to it, but I'm going to guess I'm not that lucky. Ew. <laughs> really <laughs> really um which is that that was a flavor kidder that i was not expecting um with that sip that was uh you might remember from the uh triple b of doom episode the the lemon beer that we had that was like a lemon head you know when you get to that part of the lemon head where the sour is gone and it's just kind of that sweet taste. That's that's what this is. It it's like just the the last little hint of lemon, but then like overly sugary. Oh. I mean I know it's a beer. At least I think it's supposed to be a beer. I'm kind of questioning if it's actually beer. Huh. I do not enjoy this. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it like a 1.5 out of 5. Ugh. Great. I was hoping for like a nice, like, you know, lemon chandy, you know, and, uh, I said, it's just a bit too sugary of a taste for me. So, Kidder, what do you got? Hopefully, it's something better than this. I'm hoping. Um, so, I'm going to start out with uh, with this. And since uh, you you got the uh, the old lemonade, well, I I will join you. And I've been looking for these for a little while, and was able to pick these up when I stocked the triple B fridge and they are made by simply lemonade. So legitimate lemonade company. They're simply spiked. It's their signature lemonade. There's a couple other flavors too, that are uh, still in the fridge for later. As you can see, 5% alcohol by volume. This is a 12 fluid ounce slim can. And this yes, contains alcohol. Let's see. What else about this? There's 170 calories in this can. There's actually 5% juice in this, not uh, J-O-O-S-E, just so there's no confusion. Uh, let's see. There's no fat. There's 2% sodium uh, for your daily intake, 7% carbohydrates, and 35% added sugar <laughs> of your daily value. Perfect. Uh, they just came out with these in 22 here, and... I do have to say this is gluten-free, drink responsibly. It says beer, so this claims that it is a beer, or at least malt beverage. We'll see here in a second. And Ball Corporation Aluminium on the back of the can. There you go. Thank you very much. And so we better throw that into the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup Champions koozie. 
That's the gray side. What about the black side? Yes. Look at that. Slightly different. All right. It's going in. Got to keep it cool. Keep the hands off the cans. All right. Let's see. That has a funky smell to it. So it's kind of like. It's kind of like when you peel a lemon. And you're done with the peel and you throw it in the garbage disposal and then blend it up. So then your disposal smells good. But then like a day later, it still has a little bit of that lemon scent, but it doesn't really smell good because there's bacteria. That's kind of how this smells. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. I don't know. I just now want to title this episode something like Shady Lemon Analogies. I'll keep working on that title. Well, it could be like Volbeat's album, Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies. We're a couple of outlaws with the blues and the BS and shady drinks. Hey, hey, get her. Yeah. Get her. What? You want some breaking news? Well, uh, let me tell you first that it tastes a lot better than it smells. Uh, But now, yes. What news do you have, good sir? Uh, This just in, the best by date on this, July 9th, 2022. We're a little late on it. At least it's this year. It's still not getting any better. In the can's defense... As long as it's been refrigerated and cared for and whatnot and not opened, it's still good after the date for a relatively significant amount of time, especially if it's not shaken and, you know. But the best flavor profile can be had before that date that they print on there. And they want you to drink it quicker so then you go buy more. It's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So now that we're getting vocally lubricated. What you been up to? What's going on? What's happening? You know, Kidder, uh, for like the first week in like the entire month, I haven't traveled. I didn't go anywhere this week. I was based out of home the entire week. So that was good. That was good. Got caught up on some things. Still behind on a lot of stuff, but Made some progress, got some things uh, done, tackled. So that's all good. Took the kids to uh, Papa's Pumpkin Patch. We had a great time there. Um, You know, we went, um, I took a, I had some comp time from all of my travel. So took an afternoon off and we, we took the kids and which was great. It was a beautiful day. The weather was nice. And because it was like, Four o'clock when we got there, crowds were like non-existent. So it, it was it was an enjoyable, but really that's that's what I've been up to is kind of work, kids, you know the huge. Kidder, have you ever heard of the one chip challenge? This is uh, like a Doritos or other tortilla chip, right? Where it's so hot that you are supposed to eat one 
Or is this the Pringles challenge where bet you can't just eat one? No, you you have it right the first one, uh, Kidder. It's a it's a tortilla chip. It and it's one chip, and it comes in these um, blister pack, right? Uh, it well, not quite, but in a Did you box get one? that is coffin shaped, like like so. Uh, Kidder, you can now buy these at the Holiday Gas Station over by my house. So where's yours? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I haven't bought one. Um, although I was kind of thinking maybe we should do it for the next, you know, buy one for like the next uh, pay-per-view. And then that <laughs> loser has to do the one chip challenge. Um, but I wanted to read this, uh, Kidder, because... There was a sign on that display that I, I just showed the picture of. So, so allow me to read this warning. So it says, please read this warning. The Paquet Qua, I, I don't know the name of the chip company. Uh, one chip challenge is an extremely spicy tortilla chip made with the Carolina Reaper pepper. Please educate store employees on the intensity of this product. The one chip challenge is not intended for anyone sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsaicin. Anyone who is pregnant or has any medical conditions, keep out of <laughs> keep out of the reach of children, wash hands after eating. Side effects may include general discomfort, sweating, nausea, or vomiting. Employees should encourage consumers to participate in the one chip challenge off of store premises. Ah. Because you don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they, I, I will tell you, Kidder, and I, I showed the picture. I'll show it again of that display case. And you'll notice, like, this was full when I saw it earlier in the week. So, the top two shelves are already bought out. There you go. And, uh, you know, if, if you think that we should do some betting with the one chip challenge on our next WWE or AEW, I think WWE is next wrestling review you better leave some comments on this either in the video or the audio version so we know that you want to see it otherwise we're, we're, we won't do it i mean there's, there's no point in us suffering kidder if it's not for the likes yeah i mean you can comment like subscribe hashtag chip challenge hashtag oh. howard should do it hashtag <laughs> <clears throat> hashtag it'll get that taste out of your mouth <laughs> actually oh. you know what i think who really needs to do it is rude boy kyle and i bring this up because he's done the blazing challenge before so he's well versed in doing these types of stupid challenges you know if uh if google would actually record the multi-view and not just the speaker view what I'd say is we got to do it like the three of us. So him, you, me. I'll eat the chip and then we'll see who drinks first. You know, who bails, <laughs> who surrenders. Oh, great. But that's only going to work if we can see all three. You know, I mean, so, we do have the technology. I could record the screen. Yeah. So, again, if you want to see us do something with this you know put some comments in down there love to see it you know let us know let us know if we should do it we could probably even convince some of our other guests to uh partake that would be great now js gunslinger he loves spicy shit 
In fact, he was talking last week about uh, some mystery peppers that they have. They don't remember what type of peppers they are, but they are flipping hot. Hotter than the ghost peppers, which he uh, has also picked from the garden this year. <laughs> so they have both of those and he loves spicy stuff. Yeah, he was he was kind of who I was thinking might uh, might be fun to do this with. So as I said, if people want that, they need to leave a comment. That's the only way. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Or we could set another goal, Kidder, like when we hit 100 subscribers on the YouTube channel. That would be another great goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like people commenting and telling us, you know, hey, we like it or we, we don't like it. I mean, you know, like, comment, subscribe, beerbluesbs.com, all the above. Watch now, subscribe. Uh, if you made it this far into the video, thank you. We do appreciate it. Thanks, local geek. <laughs> Our one fan. Ah, we Thank got a you. couple of fans. We, we nice, got a couple. I suppose. Should I, should I go get the fan that I have over in the room and then my other fan upstairs and then we have add two more back here? <laughs> we, can, we can have like 10 fans. I don't know. We just Man, need to get some of those wacky waving inflatable arm tube guys. Oh. Wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube men. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Wild wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube men, everybody. <clears throat> I was thinking then this show would really blow. Yeah. You know, kid, we've been cracking so many of those kind of like puns and dad jokes. I finally uh, moved the uh, rim shot sound effect into my template for the show. So it's always there because it's been happening a lot. So. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it only took me to like 49 episodes before I had a template. I don't know why I never had thought of that. It was like for the first 49 episodes, I'm like, okay, I got to grab these files from this folder and these files from this folder and set this mm-hmm. up like this and do this and this. And then in one of our like post-show conversations, you said, oh yeah, the template. And I'm like, template. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> So, for more helpful tips, come see my kidder talk. <laughs> anyway, here we are hey. again. <clears throat> it's been yes. a while since we've talked music. And I would love to spend just a short minute or three talking about some music. If you would like to indulge and join in. Sure, we can uh, we can we can jump around the run sheet. Yeah. Let's jump down to music. That's fine. Okay. I'm good. I'm groovy. So, one cool thing this week, Godsmack surprisingly released a brand new single. It's called Surrender. It's a pretty good song. If you haven't listened to it on the various audio platforms, even YouTube, give it a shot. See what you think. Leave your thoughts in the comments and tell us what you think. I personally enjoy it. Now, an interesting fact out of Sully Erna's mouth himself that this new album called Lighting Up the Sky be released in early 2023. He said that this 
possibly will be the last Godsmack album. Which I'm like, Sully, why, man? Why? Well, he said basically they got a late start to the game in the whole rock music era. You know, they weren't 20 years old when they started and that uh, they want to spend more time with their families and this and that. And he did specifically say that this is not a disbanding of Godsmack. They are not breaking up. But the possibility of another album may be significantly lower and touring will be significantly lower, less dates and that sort of thing. So I kind of think that uh, we'll be open for a little bit. And I certainly hope that it is not the end of new music from Godsmack after the new album lighting up the sky comes out in early 2023. <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, next piece, a couple uh, notes from Allison Chains as of uh, when we record this yesterday, September 29th uh, in 2022. It is the 13th anniversary of their album, Black Gives Way to Blue. Fantastic album. If you haven't listened to that in its entirety, again, go listen to that at uh, one of the audio platforms of choice do yourself a favor or hell just buy the damn album because it's one to put on the shelf other than that the 29th of september is also the 30th anniversary of the release of allison chain's album dirt which has many great tracks on it as well another fantastic album from aic Another one that you need to listen to if you have not listened to the entirety. Uh, go do that as well. And while you're there, subscribe to Beer Blues and BS. Because, you know, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, there is uh, some new music. I mean, some of it's new, new music. Some of it's not new music, but maybe new music to Howard. I think uh, that will give you at least a couple hours of audio listening goodness there, Howie Blues. <clears throat> so there's that. Other new music, as we talked uh, here in just a few weeks, as this is released in November, the new Disturbed album will be out, so stay tuned for that. The album called Divisiveness. Interesting. New uh, music off of there, hopefully really good. Pop Evil released a new single and their new album. Slipknot's new album was also released today on the 30th of September. <clears throat> so there's plenty of new music out there for Jayco to listen to. Is that what you're looking for here, Jayco? Well, you know, kid, right? Because I, I put it in the rundown and, and I, you know, sure. I, I'm. Glad you gave us some suggestions. Uh, maybe the audience will give us some as well. Um, I've just been, you know, doing a lot of traveling as of late. As I've said, this month I have been on the road a lot, and I've been listening to the music I have on my iPod. And I've just gotten to that point, Kidder, where it's like I have listened to all of these songs so many times. I, I need, I need a little new music. I, I need some, some palate cleansers. I need to to change it out and change it up. So I'm looking for, for new stuff to listen to. So, Hey, if you got a great track that you think I should listen to, and it doesn't have to be brand spanking new. It could be an older track. I, that's fine. 
but uh hey throw it down in the comments you know i would love to uh have some new things to listen to as i mm-hmm. continue driving around this state because i got a couple <laughs> more trips still before the end of the year lined up right. so i'm gonna need Good. it i'm gonna need more music Another band on the list is the Las Vegas-based band Otherwise, Adrian Patrick and Company, unrelated to Richard Patrick and Robert Patrick, just as an FYI. Their new album is called Full Disclosure and will be coming out in the next month or two, hopefully. It's still officially to be announced for the release date on that. Uh, I think you enjoyed uh, some of Otherwise's music, if I remember correctly. You know, I can't think of any of their songs off the top of my head, but that doesn't mean that I haven't listened to them and enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, metal is not my main genre of choice. So, um, as Kidder knows this, maybe the audience knows this, um, I'm kind of very picky on it when it comes to, to metal. Um, it has to be I, I tend to like the more melodic stuff and I like the stuff that I can understand what they're singing. So like the screamo bands where they're just shouting. If I can't make out what the words of the song are, then I'm less likely to, to listen and, and enjoy it. Um, but if I can hear the words and the music, then it tends to go better. So Bands that I tend to enjoy, like in the metal genre, like I like Volbeat uh, quite a bit. Uh, Ghost is another one that I uh, I tend to enjoy uh, quite a bit of their stuff um, and such. But I, yeah, I don't listen to a ton of metal. I I'm very eclectic in my music tastes. I got a little bit of everything because I always put it. You name a genre, I got something uh, you know from that genre on my iPod more than likely. So. It's uh, I, I like a wide swath of music and variety. So, good news for you. Ghost has a new album, so you can listen to a, an entirety of new ghost songs as you ghost the state. I'll have to check it out. As I said, I don't like necessarily everything they do, but I got four or five of their tracks that make regular rotation. So, Square Hammer is a one of my favorite songs in the past. Yeah, that, that's past one of them. Years. <clears throat> yep. do, I, do, I, do I try to guess the others, Kidder? Dance Macabre. Yep, there's two. Yeah. Um, depends on how far you go back there, Howie Blues. That That is a... <laughs> one of them is fairly, uh, is fairly new. I'll give you that. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Rats. Rats would be the third one. There's Rats. one more. And probably Ceres. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Kidder naming all four of the ghost uh, songs that make regular regular uh, playtime. Fun fact for you, the last song, series made uh, peaked at number four on the mainstream rock charts and won the Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance in 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've checked out like some of Ghosts. You can find uh, clips from their concerts on YouTube and such. 
I, I mean, when while I may not like every song they do, and I'm not really big into the whole satanic side of them, um, <laughs> they have a they have a pretty awesome stage show. Like, it'd be worth seeing. You know, as one of those, uh, not every band has a like amazing stage presence like this. So, it'd, it'd be interesting to see just for just for that. So, I am sad that I didn't go when they. Uh have been in the region a couple times also quick note that they as in ghost are currently a nominee for the 2022 kerrang awards for best international act and that award has not been announced yet i also sent you a couple other wide songs that you may or may not know in the chat so there are quite a few different things. And before we continue on, unless there's something else that you want to say, I do have to mention with today being the end of September. Don't forget tomorrow. You need to wake up green day. I know. I know you got to wake them up tomorrow. Howard's thinking on it. No, I shook my head. I think you looked down at, uh, one of your cats at that point. Oh, Ryan. The Green Day reference, though, that's 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 out there. I know that hey, one's you going feel back, it back a few years. To say you feel all right, kidder. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's the one time of the year that I can use that joke. And it happened to fall on this show for this evening. So, damn it. I'm pulling it out. I'm making it happen. For those of you who don't know or didn't quite catch that, Green Day has a song called Wake Me Up When September Ends. September ends in one hour, 56 minutes from this moment of this recording. Right? So in other words, we got to finish this podcast by then. Otherwise, we're probably going to need a copyright strike. Just, just saying. Well, let's get on with it then. <clears throat> uh, any more music news from Howard Blues? Uh, nothing on the music end of things. No, I've not been listening to or following a lot of music stuff lately. It's, uh, it's a bit of a drought on the music side of things. Yeah. Good, good. What about on the television side of things? Well, Kidder, um, I, I, I've been watching something and I, I have to laugh. I had when I opened the run sheet and I looked at topic five and I saw what you had added to it. Wasn't me. I was like, it's almost like you were telepathic because Kidder, what I've been watching is something one very geeky. Uh, but two, somewhat wrestling related. Uh, so it, it is interesting that it ties in. Kinder, I've been watching uh, a series of videos uh, called Monday Night War uh, put on uh, by a YouTube channel called Parts Fun Known. I'll put a link, of course, in the show notes. Kinder, what they are doing is they are playing through uh, WWE 2K22 GM mode. And what I didn't realize is that you can now play the GM mode competitively with a friend. Hmm. 
And so it's the it's the the two hosts are are playing it and they are being competitive in it. So they start with the draft. They both draft rosters. They have a budget. They have to book their shows. You can buy upgrades to your shows. Um, and all that, you have to manage the health of your superstars. They make requests. There are challenges that you have to do. And then there are power cards that you can play to help yourself out and to screw over the other show. <laughs> and this is brand um, versus brand, basically. Yes. But like some of these things get her, it's, it's amazing. Like some of these power cards are like, your opponent can't use three random superstars next week. You know, so the next week comes and they have to book their show and all of a sudden there's an email from Triple H and it says, hey, you can't use so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so on tonight's show. And when these guys really got, and as I said, because they're playing it very competitively and to see who's number one each week, because uh, the game does score you based off how many fans you have. So they're competing for the most fans. And when it gets to like the pay-per-view and you're playing one of these cards that says, hey, your opponent can't play use their champion this week. And so it's like, huh. now you, you can't book your champion in your main event match to blow off the feud. And um, so, so that's incredible. The other thing that, Kinder, that they are doing with this that makes it so incredible is they, they put a time limit on themselves. So they're only allowed seven minutes to do all of their booking and gameplay and all of that. Jeez. That's pretty. Yeah. Cool. And it, it's it's not a lot of time. So there's this added like pressure of the clock, and it's just phenomenal. It, it, the I they've done um, one season already, and it was it was I kid I, I binge watched this like first season in a day, like <laughs> all 15 episodes in a day, because it was just fascinating. Um, and they had some good banter between them and and such and they just they were so into it you know i i mean it's just a game but you know when they're sitting there and they get the email and they're like oh no i'm i'm screwed or you know like the one guy he was he booked his show out and he had it and then he goes starts buying upgrades like crazy and doesn't realize it and also he's got 30 seconds left and he looks up and sees he overspent on his upgrades and he has he doesn't have enough money to actually book his show and so in the last 30 seconds he's racing back in going oh my god where can i save money <laughs> and trying to fix his matches and all that like it's just phenomenal they have a good sense of humor good sense of banter so it's for as geeky as it is because it's not you know, yes, you can play GM mode where you actually like play the matches and um, make that stuff happen. They're just simulating all the matches. So really like the, the gameplay, like there's no real wrestling involved. Hmm. Um, but it is just phenomenal. And the fact that there's no gameplay or, you know, actual matches in it is, is kind of interesting too, because that means like when they put the title on the line, they can't control who gets the title. They can't control who wins a match, you know? <laughs> so like the one guy gets an email. He had, he had, um, he had drafted Tucker from heavy machinery and, uh, hey, you, know, that guy. you know, and Tucker, you know, sent like an email to him. that's like, man, I, I'm so tired of losing. Why can't I, you know, 
win a match. I want you to book me so I win a match. But it's, you know, they're simulating all of it. So he keeps losing. And it's just like, and the guys are great because they're like, damn it, Tucker, if you want to win a match, wrestle better. It's on you. I can't control this. So classic uh, WWE games. Yeah, it's it's great. There's been just a lot of stress and drama with it, and they do an excellent job of keeping the energy up through the whole thing. So I highly recommend it if you're kind of into wrestling um, and you just want something and kind of in the background or, you know, that you don't have to watch too seriously. There's that, but it, it is. It's just, it's entertaining, and that's what I've been watching. I've I've watched all of season one. And I'm now caught up with season two, which they started not that long ago. And uh, so far, it's proving to be a fairly good season. Um, so they come out every Monday. So this next month's day, Monday is their uh, first pay-per-view match of this new season. So we'll see how that goes. They both have played some stuff to be very very sabotage and screw the other guy over. So yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, a banger of an episode. This next one. I'm so excited for Monday to come around so I can see that. So that's what I've been watching Kidder. But uh, this makes a great transition into the crap ton of wrestling news that has come out in uh recent um, week over this past week. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, there's a little bit of, of wrestling news that I uh, wanted to share with you. Uh, first of all, we, we kind of talked about uh, Malachi Black or Alistair Black discussing uh, his step back from wrestling. And the speculation started floating around about him returning to WWE. And he ended up releasing a video and statement calling out all the dirt sheets, how they're a bunch of liars and that's a bunch of crap. He's not going anywhere. He's just taking time and recentering because uh, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews is now uh, taking a break as well of some sort. So there's the speculation again that they're going to WWE. However, they both said no. That's not correct. So there's that. Also, um, Kidder, there's been a lot of rumors out there that say that the whole white rabbit thing that WWE has been doing, that then there have been some of the hints and clues with that have actually pointed to Malachi Black, or at least in his WWE alter ego of Alistair Black, uh, such as one of the QR codes that you could find and scan. The, the first three lines of the page it took you to were the first three lines of his entrance song. So there's there's some people who are like, oh, that means that he's the, he's the white rabbit. He's coming back. He's jumping. Um some people have said what's probably up with that is it's probably a bit of trolling on WWE's uh, part, putting that out there, raising that speculation and drawing interest. So just thought I would share uh, that. I've also heard reports. And I, I wish I had time to watch the whole video and no more, but it sounded like um, 
these releases of both Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews are not really releases and that they will be back soon. So just mm-hmm. wish I had more of those details. Did not have time to watch that video. So that's basically what it is. And that's what their statements have been that they just need time to take some time and uh, not be in the grind for a little bit. Uh, as part of that as well, tonight on SmackDown, uh, I don't have a picture of it at the moment, but <clears throat> they're, they cut to Michael Cole and Corey Graves for a commentator segment to discuss things, and a guy walked behind them with a cardboard you know, sign that uh, had a few words on it, and of course, I cannot remember them at this moment, but doing some internet searching. I'm sure we can fix that problem. And you can't see the kid's face and the security guy who was right there didn't say or do anything. And the kid stood there for probably 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and then walked off. Disappeared. So, again, probably feeding into this whole White Rabbit um, speculation that will hopefully be done in a week and will hopefully not let everybody down. Yeah, I mean, the more that they do this, the more I, you know, I, I have to think that it's Bray Wyatt because he has always been about subliminal messages and secret messages and things hidden in the stuff he does. So... Um, I could definitely, I mean, it just reeks of something he would do. So, Mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they bring him back and it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, I, I did have one commentator I was listening to who said, you know, I know everybody's getting excited about the possibility of Bray Wyatt coming back. I'd like to remind everybody that when Bray Wyatt was here and he was the fiend, it was not good. So, um, mm-hmm. as much as everybody's getting hyped up for it, we all have to kind of remember that what they did with the fiend was just not all that stellar. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, allegedly, now that uh, the white rabbit will be revealed at the Extreme Rules Premium Live event next week. And still believed internally that it is Bray Wyatt. That's that's the latest specifically on that. Uh, there's also info that Tyler Breeze will be returning to action in WWE. Which is good. I'm a big Tyler Breeze fan. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he got he got hosed. So there's that. Uh, Teddy's long. Teddy long. Play, play, holla, holla, holla. Uh, big speculation of uh, what happened to Teddy long. Is he going crazy? What's going on? He's blocking people left and right. Well, Twitter got hacked. Simple as that. So no, he didn't 
go crazy. He didn't lose his mind. He didn't just start hating a bunch of people. He just had his information hacked. Speaking of that, Sasha Banks has removed WWE from her social media handles and is now the Mercedes Martinez or a real name. I think it's what it is. Maybe yeah. that's just another wrestler. Mercedes. Mercedes something. It's the Mercedes. Uh, she changed her social media names to her actual name. Which begs yep. the question, is she coming back to WWE? Does it matter? Um, yeah, and one thing I saw in this kidder was uh, somebody pointed out that uh, the process of changing some of these things, especially when it's a verified like Twitter handle, can take months. So it's very possible that this is a something she started months ago when she walked out, and it's just now taking effect. So you shouldn't read too much into it at the moment because you have to look back to when she probably initiated the process. So there Howard's contributing. Howard's seen some shit. He's, he's, he's got, he's got <laughs> stuff to contribute, man. Howard, Howard has seen some shit. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. I'm, I'm seeing if I can find it quickly because you know, it's good to have accurate information for something on this show. Yeah, and if you find it, then future Howard doesn't have to. We're almost there, maybe. Aha! Second to last, Mercedes Varnado. <sighs> On with other things, shall we? Uh, are, are you a Paige fan, Howie Blues? Uh, you know, she's okay. Um... You know, like, I like her story, you know, of kind of coming from a wrestling family and all of that, but I wouldn't say I'm, like, the biggest Paige fan beyond that, you know. Okay. Now, I... There's a little soft spot, spot in my heart for Paige because... We were there at WrestleMania 30 and the night after where Paige debuted on the main roster and then subsequently won the uh, Divas Championship, which uh, was her first main roster championship in her first main roster match. So a little soft spot for old Paige slash Soraya. Now, interestingly enough, as we reported on last week, Yes, Soraya is now in AEW. She's all elite. <clears throat> she had a segment this week talking about her involvement with AEW and that basically she's damaged but not broken. What does that mean? She's probably working on some physical therapy and will probably have some match or some involvement in wrestling. So we will have to wait and see. Hoping it's good. Also, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, came out, interrupted, of course, because they're setting up some storylines and angles there. The line she used, Soraya's neck isn't strong enough to carry AEW, but hers is. Burn. All right. 
Let's switch back over to the WWE. And October 1st, tomorrow, it's Saturday night main event at the Bismarck Event Center. Yes, I am going. We are going. No, not Howard Blues, sadly enough. I will be there. Front row, baby. Going to take some pictures, do some things. Hopefully have a good time. The information that's been released and the photos that have been showing up in various promotional uh, segments has been kind of weird. And I say weird because in the TV commercial, it has Seth Rollins versus Riddle. In the email that was sent out for promotional, there's still tickets available. It has Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a street fight for the United States Championship. And then it also has the Raw Women's Championship on the line with Bianca Belair versus Bailey versus Tamina in a triple threat. And then it lists The Miz and others like Bailey, even though she's listed directly above it, Kevin Owens, and more. So, who's going to be here? <laughs> Who is showing up? We'll find out, and then I'll send the list over to uh, good old Jayco over there, and he can scribble down some predictions as well, and we'll see what happens. And a side note... Dealing with the Bismarck Event Center. Blue Man Group was supposed to be here on Sunday. Had tickets to go to that. Very excited. Today they announced that they canceled. Or that unexpected circumstances have occurred and they are unable to play. So I'm very disappointed in that. All right. Uh, there's some other matches that are shaping up for extreme rules as they have to finalize some things because it's uh, a week from when we record this show and crown jewel coming up soon enough. Again, we'll discuss that more in future episodes because I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on that breaking news from tonight's Smackdown. First of all, Shotzi, are you a Shotzi fan? Howie Blues. You know, I haven't seen a lot of Shotzi. So I think you were a bigger fan of them uh, of, of Shotzi and uh who she used to be partnered with. Uh, who Tegan Knox. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Uh I, I believe you were fans of them because they rode out on a tank. Does that sound uh, right? Not so much, but I mean the tank was cool well the tank is back baby they're shooting fireballs out the top out of the sides and there's Shotzi so maybe <clears throat> maybe Tegan Knox will be coming back I don't know not hold my breath also on tonight's episode, as uh, I believe we've talked about before, some dissension in the ranks of the Maximum Male Models. Well, it turns out Max Dupree, he was disappointed and upset and angry at the rest of them. And tonight, he took off his Maximum Male Models belt 
and threw it at him. He's done with the group. What does that mean? Uh, potentially return to his old gimmick that he had in NXT, which is much more interesting. And of course, NXT returning to the black and gold, black and yellow, etc., etc., as Triple H continues to make some changes, and Shawn Michaels is running that show. Any other wrestling nougats you want to mention or throw out there, Howard Blues? No, that uh, that pretty much covers everything I've seen and heard. So what's this about ReaperCon? Yeah, uh, ReaperCon is the convention put on by Reaper Miniatures, and it's held every year in Denton, Texas on Labor Day weekend. And um, it's, it's one of those conventions that's on my bucket list to go because they do... Uh, painting and there's a lot of painting classes and there's also game playing and things like that well back in 2020 uh, with the pandemic they had to cancel ReaperCon, and uh, what they did was they turned it into a virtual convention and when they did that uh, they went from their traditional business practice which has been after the convention to sell off any swag bags they had left over to they they actually put together their all of their swag stuff in these different boxes and you could purchase them before the convention get them in time for the convention and have then have stuff that you could paint in your classes and things like that it, it proved wildly popular and so they have continued that trend um even now that the convention is back where you can now purchase all of the swag from the convention so me somebody who just would love to go but just due to the fact that it's labor day weekend which is kind of like the last really busy weekend in my industry so it's hard for me to be gone uh, during that time and having kids and all that um i was able to get the uh the swag from the convention which is great um and such this year kidder though um i struggled a little bit because unlike 20 20 and 2021 uh this time instead of putting them up on pre-sale you had to wait until after the convention to mm -hmm. purchase and originally um what they did this year is they had two boxes they had the swag box and the barrow gate box um and then they so you could purchase one the other or you could purchase them together as a mega bundle and if you did you got a exclusive miniature so I went on the day that they went on sale and Kidder, I was too late. They sold out of the mega bundle. So I, I got the small box, the swag box. Um, but they had such enough demand that Reaper, being the awesome folks that Reaper Miniatures is, they said, you know what? Damn it. We're going to make more of the mega bundles, more of the borrow gate and put them up. So I was able to get all of the swag from ReaperCon, I just had to do it in two separate orders. Hmm. So I have it here. I haven't opened it yet, Kidder. And you know what? I didn't even really look to see what was in each box. So I'm going to open these up. This will be a bit of a surprise. And uh, we'll, we'll see what's in these. Um, I I do have the exclusive mini that was um, given out if you got the Mega Bundle. This is the Tess Iron Faith. And this was the hotel mini. So the hotel that they um, had their block of rooms in and that they held the convention in. If you were in the block of rooms, when you got to your room, you had this mini waiting for you uh, in there. 
So that's kind of cool. Uh, let's start with the 2020 swag box. We got here. Got my hobby knife. We'll cut this open. And, uh, you know, safety first. Always cut towards your spouse. I'm not going to comment because this is recorded. It's a favorite line of uh, the brother-in-law I do like. The one who knows how to make an old-fashioned? Uh, no. He's just the one that's laid back and, uh, you know, a good guy. You know? Mm. is great with the kids. So, cheers to him. Okay, kidder. Let's dive into this. Some fun stuff right off the bat. Um, got a new rinse cup uh, for my rinse water. And it, it has this lovely slogan on the back. Remember, friends don't let friends drink paint water. Yeah. So um, I won't be using this uh, cup. This is going to go to uh, Junior. Uh, he's gotten all my cups from all of these uh, ReaperCon things, and he uses them to build castles and knock them over. So, Junior gets a new cup. Uh, my cup, in case anybody wants, is a Reaper cup. Um, but it, it's this one that says, keep calm and use more purple. It actually has slogans on uh, different sides. So, there's things like, keep calm and rinse often. Or the ever better one, keep calm and paint miniatures. So that's my actual one that sits on my desk. Let's see what else I got in here, Kidder. Uh, hey, I got the uh, classic ReaperCon pen that they give you every year. It's a different design. My wife absolutely loves these, and so she's going to steal this one, as she has done so far. Uh, I got a new paint holder that came with this. So that's cool. I got a couple of these. I got to start using them. Um, Anybody who knows, I tend to use old, like, seasoning bottles, like this bottle of Mrs. Dash. Uh, and then, as they give you every year, a uh, little notebook. So that when you're taking your classes at ReaperCon, you can jot down any notes that you want to uh, put. And also, Kidder comes with a nice little clear pouch on the back, so you can put in different uh, pieces of swag. Um, like some of the uh, stickers that came in this. So uh, this year, I forget what the theme was, um, but every year they have a different theme and they have different factions, and there's kind of a whole faction war that takes place during ReaperCon. So the stickers are all of the different uh, faction logos. So Devil Guy there, and ah, Mr. Bones. So some stickers. I'll get to add those to the old sticker pile. There is, and I'm not going to show it, Kidder, but there is a $20 uh, gift certificate for Reaper. <laughs> I'm not nope. going to show it because it's a digital <laughs> one, and uh, I don't need to give the audience 20 bucks. Um, and then I got some miniatures in here. We got the uh, 2022 ReaperCon Dungeoneer Sophie. So Sophie is the mascot of uh, Reaper Miniatures, and they do a different Sophie every year at Reaper Cons. So this is a dungeon uh, exploring Sophie. 
They also do a mouseling every year. And my mouseling is upside down, but I'll make it right here. Uh, so he's just a little adventure mouseling. So kind of cute. One of Lefty's favorite things to paint. And then we got Daryl Brumby, human fighter. Kind of a cool guy holding a torch. And then we have the uh, Swagbox 2022 Triad. So these are three paint colors that unfortunately I can't read because of how they put it in there. So you know what? Um, rot Stump Mud. So kind of a lovely olive mud color or green color. We got Westboro Slate, which is a nice kind of gray color. Be good. And then we got Barrow Gate Copper. So a nice dark uh, copper metallic color. About a uh, little bit lighter than the Heritage Center. So that was the swag box. Ugh. And then we have the much larger uh, Barrow Gate box. So we'll open that up. I was inspired to do this, Kidder, by uh, your sharing of all of your uh, swag from the con. That's good. That's good. So I've, I've been sitting on these for a while. Um, I had the swag box uh, in time for last week's episode, but the borrow gate box did not show up until Saturday after we had recorded. Well, it's a good thing they didn't break. <laughs> so a lot of stuff in here um with this one kidder because i had to spend so much to get this uh there's some additional freebies in here so we got some kind of basic things because uh, reaper does if you spend a certain total you get free miniatures so i got things like this undead skeletal archer yeah but special uh several treasure chests uh dita steampunk witch and then i think the last of the uh freebies is this uh grimco bloodbeard viking viking sporting a mohawk looking good it's got the finger point going uh and then the rest should be the kit here so what do we got uh we got eloquin the high elf adventurer there's him he's also doing a finger point that way we got this oh so this is cool this is the ReaperCon 2022 brush holder so it's a brush holder you assemble and then you're it's kind of like um kind of like a set of stairs but then you can set all your brushes horizontal in it that'll be kind of cool uh we have landon griswold human wizard so lovely wizard figure i'm gonna enjoy picking up all of these here when i get done with this aren't i uh, Caribbean Briggs, Otter's Mark. So, kind of an interesting fighter guy. We have Terrazinia Bone Panders, which is kind of cool. She's got a skull in her hand and a book she's holding. So, Bivarian Thornforged. Well, he's kind of cool. Um, so he's kind of a very naturey knight with the uh, deer horns and all of that. 
And then the last miniature we have in here is uh, Turvin of the Ghost Walkers. She's kind of cool, holding a nice little lantern. And, and these kid are, all of these are of the uh, Reaper Bones USA. So this is their new Siocast um, product that they're doing. And they are all done here in the United States. So Reaper has been uh, moving more and more of their plastic manufacturing to the United States, um, to the shop. So that's cool. And then uh, this year they did a new version of the Pokey tool. So one of the best things Reaper has ever done because their paints come in dropper bottles is they made these Pokey tools. And it's basically a, a T-pin with uh, or that they just do some metal casting to put a skull on. That's great for poking your, your bottles. Um, it's always been a skull. This year they did something different. Get her, they put a dragon head on it. So this is the uh, Reapercon, yeah, 2022 Pokey Tool. You can never have enough Pokey Tools. Excited about that. Uh, what else we got in here? Oh, uh, so another rinse cup. This one's a bit bigger. It's the Bone Panders cup. So from that faction, the junior gets two cups out of this. Also comes with a uh, Tales of the Green Griffin uh, patch. Coupon. Show that. A, uh, another $20 ReaperCon virtual gift card. I'm just going to file that away. <clears throat> don't need to show that one on stream because, again, uh, don't need to give that away to someone. Okay. And then, uh, Kidder, we got a couple sets of paint. So by tilt, you can see a whole slew of colors. Uh, everything. Oh, oh, okay. These aren't just paint, Kidder. These are Reaper's new super washes. And what they are, um, they're very similar to like GW contrast paint, but it's a wash so that when you paint it over the miniature, it should do all of your highlighting and shading all in one. So it's supposed to speed up your, your painting in that regard. So that's what this is. This is their uh, super wash paints. So I'm really excited to give these a try. So this is a bust kitter. So a bust is a, uh, a model that is really just kind of like a head and such. Let's see if I can slightly put this together uh, so you can see. Um, but it is a dragon head uh, bust, resin bust. Uh, I don't have the lower jaw in, but you can see just kind of the he's awfully toofy <laughs> yeah uh, but to give you an idea of the size kidder allow me to hold up a uh, beer can uh next to him so pretty uh pretty hefty piece um i do see some stuff i'm gonna have to clean up on that one make it i'm not a big bust painter so that's uh that'll be interesting i'll have to give that a try Kidder, these are what look to be some sort of game card based off of uh, Reaper miniatures. So interesting. This is their Ukrainian um, bird nightingale that they did as a fundraiser for the Ukraine, which you can still get. And then this is a little halfling guy. So, huh, interesting. But it's a kind of a whole deck of those. I'll have to look through that at some point. So, okay. Uh, and I'm almost through, Kidder. 
I know this is a lot of stuff, but the last thing that I have here, and it's a big thing, um, this is the exemplar uh, wet palette. So uh, for those who aren't big on the whole miniature painting, what this is, is it's a, it's a palette that you use. It uses um, a special uh, sponge-like paper, and you basically you add water to it, and it keeps your paints um, longer. So that, like, if you're like me, you don't always have time to, like, do a long painting session. And I already mixed up my color of paint. I can kind of preserve it a bit longer. In this case, like, I have some orange on my palette now that is currently drying as I talk. Um, but I was using wet palette and stay wet longer. So that's kind of a neat. I haven't used a wet palette um, because it's a little bit different painting skill and such uh, and technique to use it. But... The other cool thing about this kitter, I don't know if uh, you can see from the uh, thing in the back there, but it has a handy-dandy uh, spot to put your mobile device so that you can watch a video while you're painting and such. Like, like the latest Beer Blues and BS episode. Yeah, or Howard's Cave of Wonder. Yeah. You can paint along with Howard. So, that's the ReaperCon swag. But kidder, I came home to a box uh, on my doorstep. I think you need a bigger box. It is a big box. Um, and all I know of what's in it is that it is from uh, another company that I like, although I don't as much stuff, um, called Mantic Games out of the UK. But this is what I think it is. And it is. It is. This. Oh, toss the box. Uh, this just in. It is the newest expansion uh, to the Hellboy board game. So, finally got this in. I'm a big fan of Hellboy. Um, and. Uh, I got the uh, game when Mantic originally kickstarted it, and uh, I haven't had a chance to get it to the table, but they did another Kickstarter um, for the expansion, and I picked that up. So, Kinder, that's kind of like all the deliveries I've had in like the last two weeks. Um, some cool stuff, some cool swag, and uh, I'm looking forward to painting and playing with some of the things like the super washes and all of that. And you know what? This just in. Howard will probably do a Howard's Cave of Wonder about the super washes. So wow. look for that in the coming weeks when Howard has time. Lane was asking, when is uh, Howard going to do the miniatures thing? His little figure thing. And I'm like, you mean Howard's Cave of Wonder? Yeah. When he has time. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, I talked about uh, I was going to do one about the latest Simon game, and then that ran for so little time. Um, Kidder, I do have a new Kickstarter that I I will share with you. Um, uh oh, but I, I I'm sharing with it. You, it, hey folks, stay tuned. We're we're like on topic five. When we get to topic nine. <laughs> I got a I got a Kickstarter that's a big like nope, and uh, I'll give you that as a tease of things to come. But yes, uh, 
there will be a couple of Howard's Cave of Wonders. I, I've been trying to get caught up on the main show. I fell behind with all the travel I've been doing. Um, so once I get caught up with that, um, I have stuff on uh, groundskeeping. So I want to get that video out. I've been working on the video on the Christmas gift I gave Kidder last year. Um, that one has taken a while uh, to put together. So I have that. Um, and uh, now I have one on super washes I want to do. So there's there's ideas, there's things I want to do. I just got to find the time to do them. And that's been the most difficult part. That and my um, my holder. Like you might notice I'm painting tonight, Kidder, but no paint cam because my holder that holds my Osmo camera to the tripod broke while we were in South Dakota. So I, I ordered a new one and it showed up and... Um, I, uh, I put it somewhere. Dang big D and breaking things. Yeah. So anyway, I, I have a, a new holder for it, but I placed it somewhere and I haven't been able to find it. Um, so once I get that, then I'll have the Osmo to use on a more regular basis as well. So, hey, but there, there's some gaming stuff. And as I said, topic nine, we'll get to more gaming stuff, but... I've been doing a lot of talking, and uh, that makes me thirsty, which means I then have to uh, drink more of this lemonade shandy, which is just terrible. So Does that mean that it's time for what's on tap? Will you finish that? And he's just he just finished it. I just finished it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, kidder. Oh. Ah. Um. Yes, we should. What's on tap? Yes. I think what you should also do is lean back a little bit and tell the folks what what you're what you're styling tonight. Oh, the uh, here, here, watch this. I can just do this. I can bring it down a little bit so you can see I am sporting the uh, triple B merch. And what's it say on the bottom? Uh, can I get my money back? Yeah. Yeah. And where is that available? Get it right. I think everybody knows that you just have to go to beerbluesandbs.com and click on the merch button to get to our merch. You know, you can pick up your own version of this shirt or one of our other shirts. Like, get her. We have the brand new. It's been a week merch. So they're there. All right. <clears throat> we wasted enough time cheap plugging. <sighs> Since you want to take a drink, uh, what do you have to taste this time? Well, um, Kidder, truthfully, because I uh, <clears throat> had a headache and mm. took a bunch of such, um, I'm limiting myself to one. So, hey, you know, when I can't drink, I drink brisk. So That's brisk, I, baby. I have a brisk sweet tea that I will be finishing off the evening. Um, How sweet is it? Is it too you know, sweet? This, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. I'm sure it's not going to taste nearly as sweet as it normally does after I drink that beer I just had. Um, I, it's still not my favorite. Um, I would prefer the um, the half and half the lemonade tea by Brisk. That's my preferred Brisk of choice. You know, this one. It's empty. It's like an Ar Arnold Palmer, but not. It Yes. Yes. Um, so 
but this will be a, a, a suitable finish. But that's what I got. But Kidder, don't don't let me stop you. If you want another, you have another, good sir. Well, you know, tis the season, and we got to get through the Oktoberfest because why not? So I am uh, grabbing the shells collection, and this is the shells Oktoberfest, as you can see, kind of. And this is the Merzen style fest beater. The classy labeling there. This is from August Shell Brewing Company in New Ulm, Minnesota. So yes, this is a regional. As we take a look at the side, they have been brewing since 1860. Find them online, shellsbrewing.com and again, New Ulm, Minnesota. Uh, Merzen, that is true to German tradition, it is only brewed once a year to celebrate the fall harvest. The perfect balance of pale, Munich, and Vienna malts creates a toasty backbone. Prost! And the notes on it, uh, that's 12 fluid ounces, 5.8% alcohol by volume, and 20 IBUs on there. There's the story once again on the video version. And uh, yeah, Dost hopefully Scutia. <clears throat> An error. Something went wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Killing me. All right. Pop this into the Yeti. Why? Because I can. And I like crisp, cold beer. I don't like my beer getting warm. Even if I drink it quickly. Quick smell. It definitely smells like uh, the seasonal. The uh, ambery type of scent. Mm. Yeah, that's that's an Oktoberfest right there. So if you've had the Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. that one's that one's a smooth one. I like it. I like it. It's good. It's good, Howard Blues. It's good. So <clears throat> I have to say, unlike this. Something that's not so good. Perhaps a new low in humanity. Would you like me to tell you about it? Because I don't know if you've heard about this yet. What? Are they doing another Star Trek movie? What? No. 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 I, there, there's actually news that it, the latest Trek movie has been removed from the Paramount production calendar schedule. Because the latest director is now not uh, on the film. So there's that. All right. Uh, I know that you love chicken, but I'm sure that you do not like mixing your chicken with NyQuil. Don't do this. Really? I, I mean, I'm just assume, I'm, I'm assuming. So it did. Okay, is this a thing? It is a thing. In fact, it's become such a thing that between the 15th and 21st of September, over 7,000 searches on just TikTok 
were recorded. And that's where this garbage came from, that pile of crap TikTok. Again, this has become such a thing that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration for the U.S., issued a statement asking people, hey, stop being stupid. Stop putting NyQuil with chicken. But the challenge is called the Sleepy Chicken Challenge. Went viral. And uh, again, people being weird, right? So uh, basically, it, it encourages you to throw your chicken in your pan and then douse it with NyQuil and finish cooking it. Or doesn't have to be NyQuil. It doesn't... Uh, <laughs> It doesn't specify that it has to be NyQuil. You can get any of the other over-the-counter cough and cold medicines. And then you cook it up. It's got to be the nighttime cold medicine. And, I mean, number one, why? But number two, on the serious end of it, it uh, could cause liver damage and muscle breakdown. So... The sleepy chicken hashtag on TikTok had 1.2 million views. I've been tagged in uh, countless videos there. I'm sure if I went on TikTok, I could do a search and find the search result, but I don't need to bring myself down. Um, yeah, it's a good way to end up in the hospital. Also, I also have to mention the FDA acknowledged the Benadryl challenge which came out in 2020, that one was a challenge to consume high amounts of allergy medicine, the diphenhydramine, better known as Benadryl, to induce hallucinations, which then led to hospitalizations, death, and even though the FDA warned against the public to not participate, people did anyway. Um, Darwinism, perhaps? You know, Kidder, this just sounds like a great way for us to end up having it so that if you need to buy a bottle of NyQuil, you're going to have to start checking IDs. And, yeah, you know, it that kind of crap uh, makes it really uh, difficult. This last time when I had a, you know, that cold or was starting to get a cold, you know, I went out and got myself some Sudafed because that helps dry things up. And, you know, I had to go to find a pharmacy that was open at like eight o'clock in order to get it. Cause you had to present your ID and they log you for all of that and such. I, I, we don't need that to happen with NyQuil. You know, we don't need that to happen to Benadryl. We don't, Uh huh. Pe people stop using drugs that are meant for good for evil, you know? I, 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 we don't need to make life using, harder for us. Stop using <laughs> drugs. I mean, just it's easy. How about some better news? I I I need I need some new uh, faith in humanity, Kidder. What do you got? What, what, what's I gave the you a news? downer. <laughs> Let me give you an upper. <laughs> so, I again, I'm not sure if you heard of this, but this week, for the first time in history. NASA launched a spacecraft from Earth, and this is the first time that any spacecraft from Earth has crashed into an asteroid 
to test a way to save our planet from extinction. The spacecraft called Double Asteroid Rendezvous Test or DART. The probe slammed into a small asteroid 7 million miles away from Earth on September 26th in what NASA says has built the world's first planetary defense test. Now, the goal is to change the orbit of a space rock. This one in particular called uh, Demorophos. Demorophos? Whatever. Uh, they're trying to move this thing into a larger uh, asteroid parent, Didymos, enough to prove humanity could deflect a dangerous asteroid if one was headed toward Earth. Basically, they're saying that uh, it was a success. They are monitoring it, and it was uh, very successful. I mean, the thing, you know, blasted into the asteroid. And apparently uh, worked better than expected. So there is that when you, you know, send a spacecraft toward an asteroid and then, you know, just impales the thing. So the spacecraft, to give you size of reference, as uh, Howard, you're very familiar with, as am I, a golf cart size of uh, a spacecraft. Uh, it it was going, get this, 14,000 miles per hour when it hit the asteroid. Now, it uh, wasn't as large as the, the other probes that NASA has been sending up, but they hope that this probe, which was 1,320 pounds, uh, would be enough to move this 534-foot-wide target. Uh, basically they say that it's running the golf or a golf cart into the great pyramid. Hmm. I mean, I suppose if you throw it fast enough at something, it'll do something right. Uh, nothing went wrong. So they didn't have to try any of the other 21 contingency plans that they had. Uh, a lot of it was automated for the final four hours of uh, darts flight just to make sure that it uh, worked. And they had some uh, film, if you will, the digital imagery as it uh, got closer and closer to the asteroid and then went dark because, you know, the thing that, uh, by the way, was $313 million dollars you know, crashed into this asteroid at, again, 14,000 miles per hour. <laughs> so it's like uh, a bug hitting your windshield, but even worse. Uh, perspective on this being September, you know, 26th when this happened, they launched it on November 23rd last year. So it took, you know, 11 months for the thing to get there. Hopefully we can figure it out before the movie Armageddon day actually happens because I mean, 11 months, hopefully we'll know about it instead of 10 days. Cause what you're going to do when the asteroid comes for you, it's a big question. They have some other, 
uh, missions planned uh, from, you know, between now as they're trying to get a 10 year plan going and the next one could launch by 2026. Uh, Let's see. Other than that, uh, there's a lot of cool imagery from it and uh, the, you know, grainy video of uh, frame by frame. You have to watch it because it was, you know, small, small, not so small, not so small. It's pretty big and it's the whole screen and then black. (laughs) 14,000 miles per hour, everybody. I, I had heard about this kidder, but I uh, I hadn't like seen any of the video or any of that. So interesting to hear about it. But yeah, yeah well, I might have to try and find that video and check it out. Mm-hmm. It was successful and looking forward to what NASA can do to continue <laughs> to getting us into space. The final frontier. I also want to mention, since we're just mentioning space, got to mention the mentions. This week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks was awesome. Best episode of Lower Decks yet. Fantastic. Episode five, season three. Check it out. I think you would even like it, Howie Blues. At some point. When I got time. (laughs) Good thing. I mean, the sad thing in my case, but the good thing for you is that they're only like 23 minutes. As I said, at some point, sorry, I I moved away from the old uh, run sheet. Ah, I could talk about some more depressing news if you'd like real quickly. Very, very disappointing news. This. This episode, a roller coaster of emotions. We've had our lows. Mm-hmm. We then went back to a high. Killer is about to bring us back down again. Yeah. Go for it, Killer. So, you know, with uh, COVID and all the things uh, with it, uh, brought down a bunch of businesses, and uh, Bismarck was not exempt from several of them. We mentioned McKinsey River several weeks ago in their permanent closing. Well, they weren't the only ones. Johnny Carino's very, very tasty Italiano place. Fantastic food. Uh, Both the Fargo location, uh, that one closed first, and then the information leaked out that the Bismarck location would be closing. And yes, unfortunately... Last Saturday, so a week from tomorrow ago, was the last day of Johnny Carino's in Bismarck. The uh, tribute of sorts, I guess, that you could say, is we went the last four days they were open. We were prepared to go the last five days because they were supposed to be open on the 25th. However, on the 24th, they ran out of pretty much everything and actually closed only an hour and a half after they opened that day. So we got the last of the uh, chocolate cakes. We got the last of the lasagna, the last of the fresh baked bread. 
the uh, uh, pastas. Yeah, it was uh, super delicious and super sad that now we have to go visit the microwave because it's about family when you visit the microwave. What am I talking about? Well, it's the OG Italian. You can put two and two together. Yeah. You know, I always liked Carino's. Um, Haven't gone in years. You're the problem. Well, (laughs) the fact that my wife uh, can't do gluten, uh, there just wasn't a lot on the menu that she could could do. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've cut down on a lot of places we eat because of that. So, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. they were one of them. Uh, but man, I I do remember uh, we used to leave a little extra early coming back from college, you know, like from a break, and uh, make sure we'd stop in Fargo and have a lunch in Carino's, and it's always good. So, yeah, um, sad that it's gone, but I, yeah, I honestly haven't eaten there in years, mm-hmm. so. We tried to go uh, pretty often, and the, the unfortunate thing about it is, you know, you need more than one group of people to visit often enough to keep it open, and then for the employees to, you know, be able to stay and make some money. Uh, in fact, the last day they were open, they had three servers because the others uh, had left basically and were working at their new jobs already. So very disappointing that it came down to that, uh, but very grateful for those who stuck it out and, you know, helped the people who wanted to still enjoy Carino's food and recipes. So if uh, those individuals are ever happening to see this episode, which is very unlikely, I understand. Thank you, number one, for your service and uh, the tasty food, but also thanks for sticking around for the uh, remainder of Carino's time in town. I do have to ask you, Howard, uh, you don't happen to have like a cool million sitting around somewhere in like a pillowcase or something, do you? Uh, No, Kinder, all of uh, that sort of wealth is uh, tied up in miniatures. Uh, you think I uh, could sell a bunch of those real quick? Um, and the reason I ask is I got a I got a proposal for you. Okay. So you what know there happens got? to be another restaurant that I happen to really love that happened to move out of North Dakota in two thousand four. <laughs> Damn it, Kidder! I'm not funding an outback. Damn it! Howard, I thought you had my back. Man, you can't hit me with this kind of level of disappointment this late at night. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you, want me, do you want me to go get you a black lantern? I can, I can go get you one. That won't make me sleep either. It'll just fill me with rage. <laughs> That's probably true. Obviously, the the reason that I bring that up is because, you know, uh, the Carino's building is uh, 
<laughs> no longer Carinos. Uh, I mean, you know, they got to do some work to take the signs down and transport the stuff down to uh, the Sioux Falls location where the nearest Carinos is now located. But I mean, it happens to be in the roundabout manner of looking somewhat like an outback. You could be a steakhouse. It doesn't matter that Texas Roadhouse is right down the street. They're always hopping. I think that we could make an outback work. I don't want to own an outback. But think of all of the delicious bread and steak and shrimp on the barbie that you can enjoy. Yeah, but if we own it, then we have to work there. You know, it's not like, no. hey, we, we just get to enjoy the good stuff. It's like we got to then make it work. And Oh, okay. So, so what right. you need to do, Kidder, is find somebody who's got a million dollars who's willing to do that. And we just enjoy the fruits of their labors. Mm. Sweet. Hey, if uh, you're watching and listening to this and you happen to have a, a cool mill just sitting around burning a hole in your pocket... You give us a shout, please. Uh, BeerBluesBS.com. Contact us because we'd love to hear from you. We have a proposal for you. And we'll only charge you 250000 for a finder's fee. I mean, that'll at least fund the show for a couple of years. So do we talk about a saga now? I mean, is that kind of an upper? Is this still a downer? Where, where are we? Uh, this is more like angry um i i mean i wanted to give this update because if you've been following this show you've heard me talk about hell the last saga a game uh that was kickstarted by mythic games and uh man kidder people are really upset about it why are they upset howie blues so hell the last saga was supposed to come out in uh june of 2021 it's uh you know september of 2022 and uh people are watching as mythic games has now started um has just finished shipping darkest dungeon and they're about to start shipping rainbow siege six a uh, rainbow six siege it's late Howard's and tired. Hey, we talked about that a year ago, so we'll finally be able to get some in-game content. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, Kidder, just this week they were uh, finally sending out the emails that had the codes for the uh, the skins. So once I get mine, I will pass it on to you. And uh, since you play uh, Rainbow Six Siege and I don't, and you might as well make use of these skins. So well, when I get that... I'll, I'll send it your way. Um, but yeah, it's it. And part of the other issue with that Kidder is that rainbow six siege and darkest dungeon were both kickstarters that came after hell, the last saga. So you have a lot of people who are concerned about the fact that these two other properties are getting all the love and the attention and coming out, but hell the last saga we don't know where it is in the in the, the process. It's kind of been in development hell for a while. Great. And that's got a lot of people upset. And so there has been a fairly large movement of people who backed that game now asking for refunds. 
uh, which is kind of scary because if too many of them do, uh, those of us who stick with it may not ever get this game. Um, part of the reason that it is taking so long is it is a narrative-based game. And so it means that there's a lot of content to write. There's a lot of content to test. Um, they have put in, or at least made the claim, that this game, the story content with all of the different branches that you can go with it, um, is somewhere in length to the entire like Lord of the Rings trilogy uh, in book form. So, I mean, we're talking hours and hours and hours of uh, gameplay once it comes out. Um, so it's one of those things I think people are really frustrated by the weight. Uh, Mythic has not been great about communicating. We've seen them shrinking in numbers, and we did see them with Darkest Dungeon ask for more money to get the game shipped. So there's just a lot of negativity about uh, Mythic Games at the moment, and so I'm kind of keeping an eye on it and and, and watching that. But Kidder, I, I I hinted that I had a Kickstarter that was a big uh, nope. I have been seeing ads for this uh, Kickstarter for a while now, and I have to admit, I was like super excited for this one. So I'm going to share. We'll give it a bit. Uh, so this is put out by a company called I Built It. And they do architectural miniatures and gaming terrain. So I, one of the my kind of gaming goals is to eventually get to try and play a war game, uh, whether it's Kings of War or... Uh, Age of Sigmar, or one of these other ones. Um, but one of the things that you need is war game terrain. And so these guys started making and have shown some of this just beautiful. And you can see from the uh, picture here, Kidder, that's a really impressive model. And I was really excited about this because I was like, great. I'm hoping that I can get some some great terrain that looks good. And uh, it, hopefully it's a nice MDF kit that I should be able to use. That's what I was hoping for. Um, I do own several MDF kits that I have picked up. Usually they run me about 20 to 30 bucks. I say this because it's important. So Kidder, when this came out, I started looking at it. I was excited. I was looking through it. The fact that they're modular is great. The texture, all of that. Really kind of cool stuff. Like this windmill, which does work and the blades spin. They had some great stretch goals, some resin pieces that you could get to bling out your, your kits. It's all held together with magnets, so it snaps together. There's the inside of the buildings with some of their 3D model. So here's where things get interesting, Kidder. So this is just for the streets that you put the buildings on. Take a look at the price. $100 for the streets. For the streets. Not even a building. Are they made of gold? The village grid. No. So I saw that. I was like, okay. But we get into... Okay, yeah. So here we go. Here are the building kits. 
Here's the stronghold. Now, this is a castle. It's like four tiers. Check out that price tag, kidder, for just the standard $773. But, I mean, you saved $255. How do you save that much? For for kickstarting, basically? Yeah. So when they when they send this to retail, the price will go up. Here are the row houses. $236 for these things. All of these, like this little shack here. Or well, actually, this is like the whole legacy collection, but it's again, it's still it's you know, $627 for all of this. I I I went from super excited kidder to like Oh, I, 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 I guess not. <laughs> well, hey, with all that equity yeah. that you have uh, in your house now, you can uh, take some of that out and then that'll finance this whole mini city to put downstairs, right? Yeah, I, I said, I, I just can't bring myself to, uh, to spend that much for, again, a little house and such. Their 3D printed stuff isn't badly priced. Um, not a lot of it that I need based off other Kickstarters I had, but I mean, like this wheelbarrow pack for eight bucks. It's not bad. Not bad. But yeah, I mean, when you get into these where it's like, here's, I mean, and this is an inn, and I get that it's a large building, but again, $209 for this thing. Even when you get down to some of these that are oh, not the just the giant inns, but <laughs> yeah, you get down to some of these other, you know, smaller houses and such, and it's still it's 70, 80 bucks for these things. I just, I, I can't. Yeah. Like, here we go. This is the crook and cow. Right? It's a little house and barn. $57 for the two. Great. I just, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. That was the big disappointment of the week on the Kickstarters. I would have been really looking forward to possibly purchasing some of these. And now I won't. Um. I just saw that uh, War Cradle, um, they're doing a Bayou set kitter of MDF terrain. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the prices on those, but some of those pieces are really pretty awesome. So hmm. I might pick up one or two of those. I've picked up some of their other kits on sale here and there. So, yeah. But there's that. Hey, kitter, want to talk some football? Uh, do we have to? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we don't, but I do have, it is about the Miami Dolphins, you know, the greatest football team. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. (sighs) (laughs) I'm I'm allowing this because it's your favorite team. So, and truthfully, Kidder, um, well, I know you don't follow football or care about football. 
I think that there's some stuff that could apply to our favorite sport, hockey. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if you have heard this story, Kidder. The Miami Dolphins played last Sunday uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And in that game, uh, Dolphins quarterback Tua, I can never say his last name because he's got just the funkiest last name. It's like Tugavola. Anyway, Tua, we'll just call him. We'll just go with his first name, as most like of the professional sports commentators do because his last name is difficult. Um, but Tua ends up getting tackled, um, hits, hits his head on the ground. He gets up. Um, it takes him a bit to get up. He starts making his way back to the huddle, and he he collapses, picks himself back up, gets to the huddle. His teammates are holding him up through the huddle. Uh, he goes into the locker room um, because because he fell. It, of course, started the concussion protocols. And so they tested him. Uh, and what ends up happening is he comes back later in the game and they say, you know what? It wasn't a head injury. It was a back injury. So he was allowed to return. And fast forward to Thursday. Uh, the Dolphins were playing again. They had a short week. They're playing in the Thursday night game against the Bengals. Second quarter, Tua gets hit again, slams his head into the ground, and this time he doesn't get up. Um, he would eventually end up being stretchered off the field. Um, and this has raised a lot of controversy, uh, Kidder, because people are wanting to know, why was he even playing in this game? Now, the Dolphins originally when the first uh, tackle happened in the game against the bills, everybody thought it was his head and the dolphins came out and said, no, it was a back injury. And that's why he was out and back and ankle. And yet it, I mean, it was very clear, you know, when he fell, like, it's not like he tripped over something, he collapsed. And so it's this, thing of people are questioning how was he allowed to be brought on now um with their protocols not only is there a doctor for the miami dolphins who gets to kind of rule and clear him but they also use an independent third party so that you can't have a team forcing a player to go back onto the field if they're not ready but even the independent third party doctor said nope he's good it's a back injury but a lot of people are questioning this a lot of people think that something you know some sort of mistake was made and a lot of people are saying hey where is the league because the league is supposed to have somebody who is watching the game who when they see things like this collapse they institute the you know the concussion protocols and yes, you can be cleared, but even then, you're not really supposed to return to that game. So it's bringing up a lot of that. And I bring it up, as I said, because one, because it's controversy, two, because it's Miami Dolphins, but three, we could see this, you know, a thing like this could happen in our sport, like hockey. Hockey has its own concussion protocols, and you could see a player coming back way too soon or a faulty report and things like that. So that's why I find it interesting. Kidder, do you have any thoughts about kind of this whole concussion protocol and players possibly being pressured to return 
before they're ready? In this specific instance, I <clears throat> I would guess that, uh, I mean, obviously none of us were there, right? So uh, I would almost guess that uh, he, in that first instance, was like, hey, I'm fine. It's fine. Like, uh, we're, we're fine. Just let me go play. And that finished out, you know, the first game. And then I saw highlights of the second game where he got smoked and he was definitely uh, concussed. The lights were on. Nobody was home. Uh, he, you could visibly see it. Uh, the, the most telling sign was when his hands curled and he was up like this. I don't know if you've seen the specific video of that, but when he's on the ground laying there and he's like this, it's because your body is trying to go into that protective state. Like it's automatically doing that. And so again, yeah, uh, not good. Uh, I know that uh, the NFL has been, you know, under a lot of scrutiny for the concussion uh, negligence for decades. And so I think this is a hot button issue. And so they're going to try and get ahead of it and do some preventative things to separate themselves from anything. But, uh, you know, other sports that it could trickle over into like hockey and the potential for the concussions to occur I think hockey has done a great job to negate the potential for that extra padding, different helmets, improvements on those helmets, uh, penalizing the players who really come after other players and cause those sorts of injuries with, you know, steep fines as best they can and calling those penalties. Uh, so I think, they're doing what they can. NFL, by nature, I mean, there's two lines of, of dudes hitting each other. So it's almost like it's bound to happen. They can potentially do some things with equipment to try and help them out, but I don't know. What else do you do? give them all giant bubbles and then they have to play within their bubbles and they, you know, can't actually catch passes because they're in a giant freaking bubble or, or what do you do? Right. Yeah. Well, and one of the interesting things was within minutes of Tua coming back in that first game, the, the NFL literally said, we're going to investigate this. Like they knew something was wrong. The players association said, we're going to investigate why he's back on the field. Now he got back on the field. And that investigation, Kidder, is supposed to start today, Friday, after the game against the Bengals. And a lot of people are saying, well, gosh, if you knew there was an investigation into this, why are you still playing him? So... A lot of questions. Um, the Dolphins were three and zero and have since uh, now lost uh, to the Bengals, uh, partially because they didn't have Tua. So it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if any changes or 
such come out of it, but it's uh yeah, kind of sad. I'm you know, let, I think everybody is hoping that Tua makes a good recovery. There are some questions that this could possibly end his career. So um we'll just have to wait and see on all of that. But you know, if if that's if that's what happens, if that was kind of the like, hey, we need to win this game so bad that we're going to risk, you know, this guy's health. And the league really needs to look into some things and such. So, because it is just a game and no one should suffer that much just playing the game. Yeah, but here we are, right? Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Not much that uh, you or I can do from this humble podcast that has uh, minimal knowledge on football. And I say minimal because we typically talk hockey. And I haven't played. I, yeah, I, sports. I, I, I knew you, uh, you weren't going to have much on it, Kidder, but it was just kind of enough of a story that I was listening to today that I was like, you know, I do want to talk about it because as I said, there is always that potential for something like that to happen in hockey. So it's worth sh- talking about. It's worth sharing. Well, thanks for having sharing. the discussion. I think we discussed it without getting concussed. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful for us. You ready to uh, bring this on a, a, a pretty low note? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, again, saw this on the uh, the old run sheet, Kidder, and it's like, oh, boy. We're going to end uh, a little little sad tonight. Yeah, the, the big thing with it is that it's, uh, it's been a sad week. Uh, first of all, last week we... Uh, I think a week ago today, actually learned that Louise Fletcher passed away in uh, my world. She was significant because she played a uh, monumental character on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, she was a Kai in the Bajoran faith, Kai Wynn, who later through the series got involved with Gul Dukat and uh, you'll be able to see that development if you watch the, sh- the series, which you should. Uh, she was 88 years old. And then on uh, Thursday, I believe it was yesterday, learned that Coolio passed away at the age of 59 and no information being released uh, at this time as to what happened or anything surrounding that, including toxicology screening and, you know, any of the stuff that will eventually be released as reports often are. And then tonight, in fact, uh, just before we got together uh, to record the report of Antonio Inoki, WWE Hall of Famer, passing away at the age of 79 uh, that uh, followed by a bunch of other deaths in 2022 
And you know, I, I looked at the the notable celebrity deaths uh, as best I could. Uh, you go down the list. You have uh, Queen Elizabeth II, of course, September seventh. Mikhail Gorbachev, August 29th. Uh, Anne Hirsch. Uh, as we go down the line, Nichelle Nichols, as we discussed on this show before. Uh, Paul Servino. Uh, going down the list. Uh, let's see. James Conn Sr., if uh, you're familiar with him. Uh, Philip Baker Hall from several different series. Jim Seals. Alan White of uh, percussion fame. Andy Fletcher. Ray Liotta. Mickey Gilly. Naomi Judd. Guy Lafleur. That's a, a notable hockey one. And uh, Mike Bossy. The Islanders. Uh, of course, Gilbert Gottfried. And uh, Estelle Harris. Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters. Madeline Albright. Scott Hall. William Hurt. Let's see. Sally Kellerman. I got to interview her with uh, Phil Parker. Back in 2013, it was an interesting interview. Betty Davis. Let's see. Louis Anderson. Meatloaf. Ronnie Spector. Bob Saget, of course. And, uh, of course, countless others, celebrity or not. Uh, it's not even the end of the, uh, the year. So hopefully the rest of 22 is kind to us, but may they all rest in peace or rest in paradise as it's a gangster's paradise for Coolio. And you know what? Life must go on. So it's kind of like this show must go on. Yep. And on that sad, depressing recap of this year, Kidder, we've been talking for way too long. And uh, it's probably time we wrap this up. And uh, to do that, we should hit the plugs. All right. I was kind of hoping that you had a little bit of an uplifting something or other that we could end this on. But we'll just plug it like we always do. BeerBluesBS.com is our website. Again, BeerBluesBS.com, your home for the Triple B. Your home to find everything with the Triple B, including the merch store. Where we are on YouTube to follow us there, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and more. And as we talk about our actual locations of where we are, well, like I said, Facebook is a big one. Log on to Facebook, search Beer Blues and BS, and you can visit us there. Like the show page, please. We are also now on Instagram, so you can get that instant gram, and you can like it and follow us there, please. 
we would appreciate it. Hey, sponsor us too. We're always looking for a good sponsor so then we can do some cheap plugs there and not an actual sponsor, but a cheap plug for Infinity uh, Auto Styling right here in the Bismarck metro area. There you go. Zach and company do a wonderful job over at Infinity. If you're looking to just get your car cleaned or do some extra car care to it inside and out, search them on Facebook at Infinity Auto Care in Bismarck. Let's see. We're continuing with our cheap plugs, beerbluesbs.com, as I mentioned, but also search for us on YouTube. Yes, we are on YouTube for the video version of the show. And just type in Beer Blues and BS if you would. And then how about the audio versions? You can subscribe, like, share, comment, etc. on all of them. If you want to any of these audio platforms that you have an account for, if you would search and then subsequently like us and subscribe and comment and stuff, it helps us. And we appreciate that. We are on Google Podcasts, which, of course, is on Google Play. Apple Podcasts with iTunes and Apple Music. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon, uh, which is Amazon Music and uh, Amazon Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, and Player FM. Please search for us. We're out there. Beer, Blues, and BS on any of those platforms other than that all i gotta say is thanks for joining us thanks to howard for showing off his figures and uh, well uh, there's another episode coming at you real soon so thank you for joining us for this episode of beer blues and bs he's howard blues i'm the man the myth legend mark hitter we appreciate you and your friends if you're sharing it with them and they're liking us, so then that becomes you. So thank you for joining us for this show and every show, Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on down that dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening or night or morning or everything in between, and we'll see you on the next Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Well, I'm about ready to uh, blow up this popsicle stand. Man, we haven't even really started yet. It's, um... You know, I also want to share that uh, today 
I called Lane out. Uh, first, <laughs> first of all, I was like, oh, Lane, hey, I got to tell you something. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Now, I know that you're not watching our show, especially, you know, anytime recently. And he just starts laughing because I know it's true. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's okay. I understand you hate us. It's fine. So anyway, <clears throat> we have a new we have a new shirt and uh, or we have a new design on the store. And he goes, oh, yeah, what's that? I said, it's one that you're really going to like. Really? I go, yeah. What is it? It's been a week. Really? What is, is, is that what it is? Yeah. It's been a week. That's the thing. It's got the logo on the back. You should go look at it at beerbluesbs.com. Maybe buy something. Help us out. And he just laughs and like walks away. I'm like, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he used to follow us regularly. Mm-hmm. Now, now he can't even be bothered. You know, he yeah. could have at least come up with something witty to say. Mm-hmm.